Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Pandemic Podcast, Student Life During COVID-19. I am so excited to have you all here and to start this project. Okay, so I am Ella, I'm the organiser of the podcast, I am a second year liberal arts student who majors in philosophy. So I will be leading you through each of these interviews There will be different interviewers and interviewees each week, but I will always be there at the beginning to give you a warm welcome and hello to kick things off. So the first interview is spoken with a first year at Leeds University who experienced coronavirus pretty badly at the start of the term. In this episode, we discuss how she is finding university, how herself and others are struggling with loneliness and what support for university could offer. So, with that being said, I'll let you have a listen, enjoy, and I will speak to you very soon. Okay, hi everyone. So today we have Evie Mendoza with us. She is a first year liberal arts student. She is currently studying sociology. Evie has actually had coronavirus, so I am really interested to speak to her because when I reached out to her, she had coronavirus at the time and wasn't healthy enough to do this interview. Luckily, she's feeling a lot better. Um, Evie, I'm just going to start off by asking how are you? Just in general, am, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, I'm a lot better than I was. Yeah. So that's, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely recovering. And how, how, how was coronavirus? Because I haven't had it. Like, what's it like? It's really not great. It's really, really not great. I mean, it affects different people differently, mm-hmm. but I happened to get it really, really badly. Um, I was stuck in bed for about two weeks and I couldn't really move. I was so weak. There's all different, like, different symptoms. I mean, on the website, on the NHS website, it says there's only a cough or um, the change of taste or smell and the temperature. Those are, like, the three main symptoms. But they're, I mean, from a lot of my friends that had it, a lot of people get it differently. So I had really bad fatigue. I was just exhausted. And my whole face was just drained it sounds really weird but I felt like I was like underwater it sounds ridiculous I couldn't I couldn't get up because I was just like so drained I have really bad sinuses and I think that it goes to your weak point and that's my weak point and I just couldn't I couldn't see I was just I was just sleeping for like just to get through it yeah it was really just horrible and I really didn't think I was going to get better do you think that's like the worst illness you've had I do I think yeah I do it affected me the worst I've ever felt but I think other people they they were just fine like they had a change of smell and yeah. they had a change of taste and then they were fine because everyone around them was fine but mm-hmm. my flat we were all kind of struggling but we're well, fine now so yeah. that's good it's interesting because I've spoken to people and they've tested positive and they've literally yeah. got no symptoms they're like yeah, yeah. I had it None of my other like flatmates had it. I don't know what like everybody's making a fuss about. When I've also had a friend who's literally been in the hospital and it's been so ill, like yeah. they were worried about his life. And I just think how how is this virus like so different and affecting people? It just affects everyone so differently, and mm. it's hard because in my in my university halls where I'm living, mm. most people didn't get it that badly. Yeah. Most people were fine, whereas 
there were just a few that did. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah, my worry is that the people who haven't had it badly don't think it's bad. Yeah. And then they tell everyone, oh, it doesn't matter. You can go out, do whatever. And you're probably sitting there thinking, hang on it. It is really bad. We do need this lockdown, don't you? Exactly, exactly. I did struggle with that because I'd say to some people, like, I'm really, really not well. And they're like, really? And it's, you know, but the one good thing is that I'm better now and I didn't think I was going to get better. So like, I, think, I think that's a positive you can take from it is that once, once you're not, you know, you feel like you're really ill. If you get it really badly, you're really, really unwell, but then you will, you will recover. Yeah. Because actually we are filming this um, quite ironically, I would say, on the day where the first, the first day of the second lockdown has been announced and it's being, um, well, just kind of completed by everyone. So uh, what are your thoughts of the second lockdown? Do you think it is necessary? I think inevitably it was going to happen because, you know, it was getting worse and worse from from the summer you know when mm. when we were open and i think the winter people it was going it was going to ha- it was going to happen my thoughts are this is horrible i'm scared i'm petrified what is going on in the world mm. but i'm also just aware that everyone's in the same position and we all, we all have to get through this together okay thank you for answering that um covid section i think a lot of people listening to that will actually think okay covid is not this meaningless sort of virus which it is kind of like being spoken about to be and maybe consider not going to these big house parties at the risk of spreading it I really hope that has kind of like got that message out to some people I just want to really quickly say that like I one realization I've had is that like it's a global pandemic yeah it is a global pandemic that no one has ever experienced before we have no knowledge on it it's a lot bigger than all of us and I think the most important thing is our well-being and being happy and looking after ourselves that I matter. completely understand what you mean I think people forget it is like a global pandemic and they just see it as something which is pushed on to us and don't like really recognize that this is being done for people's well-being and at the same time they really should be focusing on their own well-being during this period and remembering that it's not a competition we need to be taking care of ourselves right now we need to be prioritizing this as well yeah for sure Okay, so aside from COVID right now, this is your first year at university and I just sympathise with you so much because I don't even know if you've had a lesson in like person. I don't know if you've met your other classmates. And this is a very general point and I want you to be um, really honest with me here. How are you finding university so far? I think the hardest part of not going into university is like the social aspect of meeting new people. Mm-hmm. especially on the on the course like the one thing I love about liberal arts and one of the reasons I chose liberal arts is I knew that I was going to be able to meet so many different people from so many different backgrounds because it is such a diverse course yeah. or I was hoping to and I, and I knew that people were going to be majoring in different subjects so that would be really cool because we'd all be coming in from different angles mm-hmm. um, and perspectives and I mean, not just for liberal arts, I'm sure for, for anyone on any course, maybe just it's exci- exciting to meet people on that course that you don't know before, helping work, you know, discussing ideas and just meeting, meeting new people. I think I was really excited to go to the liberal arts seminars, yeah. the liberal arts seminars and meet, you know, the, the, the people that are on my course. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I found the hardest part. Yeah. Also, I have really found really... I'm reading on my laptop really difficult Mm. I struggle with dyslexia so I have really bad concentration skills like I really am quite bad 
and I'm dyslexic as well, so I'm, I'm hearing you say this, and I, I can completely yeah, relate to you. Yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> um, no, but like not that really dyslexia. That's more to do with like my exact like um, essays and stuff like that. Mm. But in terms of reading on the screen, I've really struggled with that. I, it's good the university give you a lot a lot of reading, so they give you a lot of opportunity. But it's also hard if there's like 40, 50 pages on a yeah. screen it's boring it's not productive and I don't know what to take from it because yeah. it's so much sometimes it can be quite overwhelming that's also just like the really great thing about being face-to-face is having that break and it's, it's not the university's fault you know it's no one's fault no one chose this way I just think that I don't know I think that there could be other ways we could like have possibly seminars just with the students maybe without the teacher and discuss the readings together or do yeah. them together so we don't feel fully alone you know yeah, in, in doing it I mean it's easier said than done but I think that if we're going to have this for the next year at least it, it's really it is really hard yeah definitely and I think these suggestions teachers are going to listen to and I've spoken to teachers now and they've come forward and said what can we do so actually yeah. having this idea where teachers aren't there um, probing me for answers and stuff that'd be like a good thing so then students can kind of talk and not be in the fear of getting it wrong in front of somebody so you mentioned before that you found it hard not going into university because of socializing have you been able to meet any new people at all and if so how have you done that? Um, with my flat I'm I'm in a in a flat of six people that I didn't know before and I'm in Charles Morris and it's supposed to be quite a sociable accommodation because it's hall based there's lots of people on the hall and I have met some new people but I, it's hard because I think that you either get lucky or you don't and especially with Covid there's quite a lot of riding on your flat which is quite difficult because at the end of the day we can't choose who we're friends with because you're kind of forced into a situation of being in the flat which is life that happens you know, we can't always choose who we're put with, but I, I'm lucky. My flatmates are really cool people, mm. but I know that for others that hasn't been. Mm. And also just in general, like my floor isn't that sociable. So like my flat's good, but my floor isn't. So I haven't really met that many people outside. I know some people from home, but it's been a lot more difficult than I, than I thought. Yeah. And it's the only way you've been able to meet new people through yeah. the halls. Yeah. I mean, I've had two face-to-face seminars, actually, which has been good, mm-hmm. but they've only been with, like, six people. Yeah. It's harder, because if you... We didn't have COVID, we'd be having so many more opportunities through societies and mm-hmm. sports events and this and going out. But, you know, every, as I've said, everyone is in the same boat one way or another. Everyone's struggling one way or another. Yeah. And when you've met these... Um halls people like how have we managed to meet is it through party like how have you guys managed to come together as such I think at the beginning like the freshers week that originally you kind of all go clubbing and everyone meets each other um, and you meet lots of new people I think that that first week was a good opportunity because there were lots and lots of people going to like flat parties and stuff and then I think that like my particularly like my hall was very strict in terms of security which is understandable so it's been harder to meet people not one person has knocked on my door I wish someone would (laughs) no no but I think like through house parties and drinking and people meet when you go to pre-drinks and then like you meet people through other people Mm -hmm. but I just think 
it is hard I think it's a lot about connections like knowing people it is you have to you have to use the people you just use people around you that you know to to, to meet others because otherwise it, it can be really isolating and have you struggled with loneliness because you just said that it is isolating have you struggled with loneliness at all definitely yeah. definitely it is just so sad to hear that and what can we do to combat this do you know if other people have been experiencing loneliness as well like the people you've spoken to yeah I think in one way or another people have been lonely I just think it's the way you look at it it is very easy to just stay in your bedroom all day yeah. it is yeah. because there isn't that much to do and because there aren't that many opportunities and because there's so many of us there's thousands of students hundreds of people in accommodation I just think that you need to think about you and your mental health and your friends, maybe checking up on people. Mm. I know for me, friends checking up on me makes all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. If people are listening right now and they've just heard what you said, messaging friends right now, asking just, hey, how are you? Haven't heard from you in a while. Love you, like, hope you're well. That does make all of a difference because if people are sat in a university room or just sat at home and they can't meet people, just knowing that other people are out there, and are going through the same thing it's just such relief I think like that's the worst thing is like knowing I felt really alone this morning and I was like I'm really alone like it's me no one likes me but it, it's not you have to realize it. it's not you it's the situation yeah. and it's really hard to, to come out of that but I think the way you look at it it's really character building because you will become mm-hmm. a lot stronger from it if you mm-hmm. have a positive mindset but it's a lot easier said than done you know it's really really it feels so personal doesn't it when you're thinking about global crisis I mean this is a bit of an outside subject if you think about war everybody's coming in it together it's like this community we're all one fighting for something global pandemic there's there's no sort of coming together because we can't come together we can't be in houses and feel supported and think gosh this is scary but at least we have each other because we literally cannot do that so what do you think the university can do to help you meet new people Obviously now, with the new law, it's like it's harder than ever. But I think once things are better, we can have socially distanced events with accommodation or course get-togethers mm. or sports socials. Right right now, I don't know. I think you made a good point before they should be doing more. And I think sports, I know my friend was in like a netball team and she was allowed to do socially distanced sports outside. And I don't know if Leeds University offered that. But what are your thoughts on quizzes and stuff? Because I personally think, in, in terms of support, I'm not sure what the university can offer. I think before they should have been pushing to do more socially distanced events. What are your thoughts on this? I think you said something before about like, compulsory assemblies on mental health. Things that we all have to listen to. Just some, some sort of general consensus of understanding that everyone just needs to be there for one another when I was struggling with COVID, I really didn't feel supported by the university. You really have to look for that support. And that, to me, is really hard-hitting, and it does make me think, is it good enough for quizzes offered or virtual meetings offered? Is that good enough? Or is that just sitting with a fire? Shouldn't we be trying to put out this fire of loneliness and actually being trying to address it properly which is speaking about it in a compulsory manner like you need to come you need to listen to this well-being talk we have a mental health trainer here she's going to go through and talk to you about well-being tips to me now just speaking about it that's just so obvious and I will bring that forward with teachers who I speak to and I'm hoping that other teachers can listen to this and just recognize that there needs to be compulsory support for well-being. There doesn't, there should not be 
going on websites trying to find it for yourself if you are struggling and if you're in a bad place you're not going to know where to go and your thoughts aren't to go searching for it it needs to be so available people need to know the counselling numbers the nightline numbers who their first points of call are in a compulsory meeting which everybody attends to because it's a global pandemic I think that like people like don't want to admit that they're struggling mm. if that makes sense I think that people are kind of just like like you said at the beginning like people are like brushing it off it is a global pandemic it's okay like to be struggling it's okay not to be okay I think that's probably one of the main points it's also just really difficult with universities staying open like now we're staying open so like mm. we need to be happy while staying open so support is my last topic of conversation there was more bits and bobs we wanted to discuss but I just think actually ending this talk on support and what the university should offer is, is so crucial as we go into like the next lockdown and I think that needs to be the last thing which we do hear about but um, what I want to do to wrap this interview up is I want to ask you um, to end on a positive like what are the things you are grateful for in terms of either the lockdown or having university online I'll, I'll, leave, I'll give you like a few minutes to just think about this because I know I have to put you on the spot but I do want to end on a more positive note and a, a brief section about gratitude so people listening to this can kind of see it in a new light I'm hoping yeah I think that like I like to like look at life like that the, there is always light at the end of the tunnel we've done one lockdown like we can do it again I don't know the things I'm grateful for is within this time even though it feels so stagnant and still and that nothing's moving and that the world is falling apart mm. actually this time is giving us time to really work on things that like for example we wouldn't have time to normally work on yeah like for example for me it sounds so silly but like I love reading and I normally just don't have time to read because I'm always yeah. like you know life gets in the way but like to use this time to do things that really make you happy and to be grateful for the things that that you have right now so like make the most for example if you're really close with your family or your friends and just really be grateful for that and speak to them and use the people around you Mm -hmm. and just being grateful for the little things I think like the main point I'd say is I don't know just using this time to find something that makes you happy or something that you wouldn't normally have time for that you can have time for now absolutely no I think what you've just said is absolutely wonderful like actually appreciating the smaller things and completely the same as you I loved reading felt I wasn't very good at it but actually this time it just pushed me to read and I yeah. read like this thick of a novel in about two weeks and I've just come away thinking I've actually like achieved like academic That's great. so especially as yeah. Alexia as well so yeah I think appreciating the smaller things and appreciating privilege is like another massive thing which has really sunk into me now thank you so much for doing this interview you've actually just been wonderful and I think other students hearing that and hearing your position and what other people are feeling right now as a first year is just going to be so fundamental and also listening to what universities should be doing for support I think we've made some really really good points here so thank you I also just like want to say if anyone does want to reach out to me Mm. I'm always happy to speak to anybody yeah um because most likely what I'm feeling other people are feeling too yeah sure absolutely and what I'll do is um in this episode I will put your name either like Instagram or Facebook and then if people want yeah. to reach to you then they can do so thank you very much I will end thank you now. very much for organizing this I really hope this helps people amazing thank you bye, bye. <laughs>
mental health is important and not to be overlooked during these strange times of uncertainty. Please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook and Instagram pages, anonymously or not, about your own experiences, whether it's just a fleeting thought or something that has been occupying your mind for a while. As cringe as this may sound, we're all in this together and your message could reside with others. We want all lead students who are listening to this podcast to feel supported and heard. So as always, we've included some important links to student services for mental and physical health support in the description box of this episode. As well as this, Minerva has a wide range of support networks available on its discovery page, easily accessible for student use. For non-Leeds students, we've also included links to the Samaritans, the NHS advice page, Mind Organisation and other emergency numbers.